0: The world is talking.
1: The world is talking.
0: World Talk Radio.
1: Excuse me. Sharon Klein, our The Power of Water and your life on this earth. <clears throat> Excuse my voice. Uh, today we have a lot of excitement. As you know, the show started almost two years ago, and uh, we're live worldwide with World Talk Radio, <clears throat> West Coast Time, on Monday. And we've had a lot of exciting guests on describing and understanding your health and living on this climate, and remember, uh, and living on this earth with the climate that's there. And you're hearing about climate changing. I don't know if I would discuss climate warming as much because there's a lot of discussion going on on what is the real true facts. Our concerns with the power of water and our radio show each week is you need to understand your importance to the ecosystem of the earth, (coughs) excuse me, and uh, what is happening to your health. (coughs) Excuse me, I am sorry today. I I apologize. Um, Today we're going to discuss What is the importance of your oceans today and all of the ecosystems in the ocean? We talk mostly fresh water because I want you to drink more water. I want you to be concerned about your health. I want you to be thinking about what is best for you um, on understanding you living with earth because earth is not going to learn to live with you. You need to learn to live with the earth. And because water is the primary source of all life, And it's never been a focus that should be every day from the moment you were born. And I need to mention that. The moment you were born, you entered in the air you breathe from a water bag like you popped out of the ocean. And at that moment began a process that you will begin to dehydrate. And the word dehydration has been overlooked in all research and science. The word dehydration means the moment you were born and you entered in the air you breathe, you begin at that moment, no two eyes are alike, no two eyes dehydrate the same, no two complexions on the skin of the facial organ the same, and no two fingerprints the same. You are that special. You are that moment. That's your dehydration process from earth. Have you ever heard very much about what causes dehydration? I found out no in my studies. And we're going to be discussing more about this today. And uh, we're really excited about our guest. We're going to have Philippe Gasteau. And I'm really excited about their family. They have dedicated their family uh, with their grandfather, Jacques Gasteau, uh, the family of Felipe and his family, Jean, Jean, and his mother, Alexandra. They have dedicated their lives along with their family concerning your ecosystem and your life and your special moment to live on this earth and understand it. And we're going to be discussing more about that today so you will have a good education about the earth ecosystem international. That is also worldwide. Then our second guest will be Art Bernstein, who is a naturalist. And the topic today will be the True Head Lake in Minnesota, and the, at the source of the Mississippi River and understanding a little more about that. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of moisturizing the eye with no chemistry for dry eyes. And we'll be right back with Felipe.
2: You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk.
1: Well, today we're going to have Felipe Gastot with us, and uh, I'm really excited about his concerns of the ecosystem and his family. Felipe, are you with us today there? I am indeed. Well, thank you for doing this today. Um, and excuse my voice. Uh, out of the clear blue sky, I've had no problem this morning until all of a sudden. So if I get a little ratchety, uh, I apologize.
0: No, um,
1: I want to thank you for taking time. Your family have dedicated their lives to water. And I know how you're looking at it because there's a species living in the water. But I have recognized through the years that their whole life was a mission uh, a statement to the world uh, of the concerns of the species in water. And uh, before we t- uh, begin to learn more about your dedication there, let's hear a little bit more about what your life has done and you personally, where, you, where you've where you come from.
3: Well, um, I currently live in Washington, D.C., but I have uh, had the opportunity with uh, with my background and my family to be able to live in many places up in Los Angeles, um, And it was inspired growing up by my mother, primarily, um, to continue on in the legacy of of my father, who was Philippe Cousteau Sr. and passed away about six months before I was born. Mm -hmm. Uh, About eight years ago, or not quite, about six years ago, my sister Alexandra and I founded an organization to do just that, Mm -hmm. uh, inspired all our lives by, by my mother and certainly by my grandfather Jacques Cousteau. We, uh, we founded Earth Echo International, which is a nonprofit that is dedicated to fostering leadership for our future, for our oceans, to protect and restore our oceans. And, mm-hmm.
1: uh, now, what, we, what the uh, mission and behind that was education? Yes, education. Better education. education. Yeah. Okay, cause Philip, the... can I interrupt for a moment? Yeah. In my studies, I learned that, and you have probably learned in your family that the lack of education has just been amazing to me uh, because how does a person uh, get involved with their planet? How do they get involved with anything unless they've had education and what that what that may be? Uh, people today want education. They're starving for it. I think that's one of the reasons that <clears throat> the Internet has become so exciting for people. They're adventurous. They want to go in and learn more. So you're, you found that the, if you provided some sources of education, then people would be more receptive to getting involved with their own individual mission uh, to take care of the planet.
3: A- absolutely. You know, and, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's critical to not only provide education, but to think about where you provide that education. Okay. And that is, as you said, the, the power of the Internet is that people have access to information more readily and more easily than ever before.
0: Yes.
1: It is exciting. you uh, very you're, exciting. Did you now? What is you uh, in your personal background, though? Um, growing up, what what made you decide, though, to co- to go ahead and follow through with that? That your family's uh, paths. Uh, was there something in your life that gave you that spark that I, I want to continue to do that?
3: I, you know, I think that that uh, it was a culmination of experiences growing up, having the opportunity to travel and having the opportunity to to be exposed to amazing people. Who really taught me about our responsibility on this on this planet, not only my grandfather and my mother, who certainly did that, but many other people scientists and uh, and advocates for for conservation and, and ultimately for for the planet.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, all of those people had had impacts upon me and experiences that I had uh, from traveling to Papua New Guinea and seeing how um, how globally connected we are and the furthest deep uh, highlands of New Guinea, so the remotest parts of the planet, while people were still living very rudimentarily right. uh, te- from a technology perspective, um, they, they, I saw Lakers t-shirts. And it, those, those little experiences like that really reminded me how connected this world is and how it's, you saw uh, Lakers and citizens t-shirts? have a responsibility.
1: You I'm saw sorry? Lakers t-shirts in New Guinea? I saw Lakers
3: t-shirts in the highest highlands of Papua New Guinea. <laughs> so,
1: what about a Nike Swish?
3: The, you know, there was not <laughs> back then, no Nike, no Bulls, um, no... Bowls, no uh, okay, because no that uh, Nike just,
1: swish always just... Uh, well, I'm, it doesn't seem to
3: be everywhere, or Coca-Cola, but... Uh, yeah.
1: And uh, that Nike swish, I've seen people walking along a desert, and they have nothing... They're leaving a, uh, a tribe because of having to leave, but they've got t- t- uh, the tennis shoes on, and there's that swish. <laughs>
3: That's so right. So I I, you
1: are right about the connection... So you decided that that was something that you personally wanted to do is get involved. And then you, how long have you been involved?
3: Well, I've been involved from the beginning. We founded Earth Echo International, which is the organization that, uh, that I currently run. My sister okay. and I started that. Okay. And um, have been involved and also work a lot with Discovery Channel um, as a chief ocean correspondent with Animal Planet, which is uh, part of the Discovery Networks and also doing television shows for Discovery. Again, just another uh, medium through which we can educate and inspire and empower people.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. Now, what have you been finding uh, is uh, one of the greatest sources of education we need to learn today even. Um, what have you been educating that comes to common sense, let's say? Uh, you've got well, you know, a world I... out there, and they're being indated, Philippi, mm-hmm. by uh, feeling guilty that they're not, they didn't know enough. Uh, they're indated with the fact, are they going to take some time and get involved And let's just start out by saying, let's recycle the cans, let's recycle the bottles. Are you turning off your lights? Um, Are you doing certain things not to, oh, we're hearing don't drive as much uh, so that you will save the gas and you won't be polluting. Uh, I mean, we're learning all of these things that are common sense, but uh, people were indulging into the luxury of not thinking about it. What are you finding that is a a purpose of learning more about uh, the Earth's ecosystem? What is your primary, let's start out with number one focus?
3: Our number one focus is to help people understand that the oceans are the life support system of this planet. They regulate so much food for over 2 billion people, primary Mm -hmm. source of protein They regulate our climate, uh, etc. And that while so many of us have all heard the expression, you can make a difference, our message is, is an empowering one and is that everything we do makes a difference, that all of okay, our choices exactly. have consequences and that when we choose to continue the status quo, when we choose to dump uh, bleach down the drain or to, you know, change oil in your driveway or over fertilize your lawn or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. uh, the things that we eat, who we vote for, et cetera,
2: mm-hmm. when
3: we choose to make those uh, decisions, even if they're the same decisions we've been making for a long time. We're making a difference, and, and sometimes positive, but not always, and that everything we do makes a difference, and that all of us have responsibility to seek in our lives and all the choices we make to make a positive difference for our oceans, for our water, and ultimately for ourselves.
1: Because water is the source of life.
3: Absolutely, and it's Absolutely. all one big system.
1: It's, it's an ecosystem. You know, my uh, statement many years ago, starting to study 30 years ago, is I was very surprised, Philippe, that people were not focusing on the primary source of life for your health and the planet. And if without the water, there is no life and there is no planet.
3: Well, exactly. Everybody thinks that they can, uh, you know, that it's, it's terrible to have expensive gasoline at the pump. We can't live without oil. Well, we can live just fine without Thank oil. You. We can't live without water. You Three can. or four days Thank and we're you. done.
1: So Kinda, the- and, 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 and it almost makes your uh, knees shake. To think about how, where, what happened to people? To so forget that. Uh, I, I won't even go to the word greed. I think they just wanted everything so simple and so quick, and uh, certain things came into uh, focus that to make more money with patenting, uh, to do hurry, 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 make more money, and they forgot about the ecosystem. Is your particular health personally? Everybody's health personally. along with what is life, water, and uh, without this tributary of water, fresh water, moving to the ocean, and there would be no clean oceans.
0: What would happen if we
1: didn't have enough tributaries going into the ocean to give it a recycling?
3: Well, the oceans, you know, you pointed out very well, the oceans are, uh, I think people have gotten carried away with greed and, and, or at least uh, perhaps a uh, just forgetting our role and our responsibility as citizens of the planet, and the oceans are, you know, at the forefront of the challenges we're facing. They are oftentimes out of sight, and thus out of mind. Which is why we work so hard in, in education and through media and through television and, and radio, etc. But, but um, they really what are is the most endangered to our species lives.
1: in the ocean today. I'm sorry. What is the most endangered species in the ocean today?
3: There are several uh, one of the most endangered is is uh, probably the, the leatherback sea turtle on the pacific ocean mm-hmm. uh, the Pacific leatherback, mm-hmm. um, one of the most endangered species on, on the planet, uh, largely due to human actions uh, from from unsustainable fishing practices of huge long massive nets and long line fish hooks and um, People eating and poaching the eggs on the beaches, the development on their traditional nesting beaches. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the, the the scientists estimate it's, it's very possible that in the next ten years they will be extinct. Uh, the Pacific leatherback.
1: So what is the secret to uh, what is meant, must be t- so they will not become extinct? Well, I mean, what would be? Uh, you've mentioned a lot of of uh, challenges there. But well, there are
3: and, and I mean you know from from the perspective of this specific species, uh, it's interesting because the things that are affecting leatherbacks are affecting many things many many animals, many creatures in the ocean, mm-hmm. um, from fish to uh, to crustaceans uh, changing ecosystems and what what it would take is true international cooperation because what's interesting about the leatherback is that it travels the entire width of the Pacific Ocean. I mean, it Mm -hmm. it goes from California to Latin America and over to Japan, and they cross the ocean. And -hmm. thus, any protections in one place is inadequate because it does not protect them elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And so Leatherback is, is a great example of how many of the challenges we're facing with oceans are particularly difficult because of the global nature of them and that what we do here uh, has has an impact, but then what Japan does, what China, what Taiwan, what what, uh, what Africa, what Latin America does, also has an impact. Mm-hmm. And um, just kind now of on the temperature of the ocean, the
2: challenges,
1: is there a temperature change that you've noticed in your studies, all of you, um, on a, a temperature of the water change that could be affecting also?
3: Absolutely, we are we are certainly finding that there is a greater. Uh, average mean temperature in certain areas in, in the oceans and that thus, uh, especially in tropical areas, mm-hmm. that uh, coral, you know, coral reefs are bleaching at a, at a more alarming rate than, than ever before. And then we found going back you See,
1: know, thousands of years through geology. Yeah, that um, has a lot to do with any species. I don't care if it's human species on our surface of the globe, um, is that when there's a climate change, we all are adapting without recognizing how, how individually we are, and I don't. Well, know one if you of can... the go ahead.
3: You know, one of, one of the big scary things about the situation we face with climate change is that through through no geologic study no, uh, study in the in the ice caps of drilling down into the ice, which act as a kind of a, a like like rings on a tree, you can track history. Right. You can track climate history going down and drilling into the ice and in, in glaciers, going back thousands of years, if not tens of thousands of years. Uh, through geology and rocks, through drilling coral reefs. Mm -hmm. There has never, ever been such a rapid change in climate as there has been in the last 100, 150 years, Mm -hmm. which is pretty much, you know, perfect time frame for the Industrial Revolution. And we know that uh, the oceans, for example, have absorbed about half the carbon that we have put into the atmosphere.
1: Now, is the ocean also changing in its? I always look at water with acidic or what... Uh, yes, it
3: the, the ocean acidification, huge,
1: yes, I was going to say, it was, huge issue. Yes, it is. Uh, thank you. I was hoping you would know something about that today. Um, it is a huge issue, but I was wondering, what are they doing about that? Is there anything that they have in mind to do? What can they do? Well, ocean,
3: you know, ocean acidification is interesting because it's not linked to climate change. No, it isn't. It is linked purely to carbon. right. Uh, as oceans absorb carbon, which we originally thought was a good thing, because if it, they had not, there would be a, a much more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere mm-hmm. than there is mm-hmm. now, twice as much.
1: Right.
3: And what we are finding, though, is that is that when the oceans absorb carbon, they become, or carbon dioxide, they become more acidic. Mm-hmm. And the the, the the problem with that, and this is not controversial, this is not uh, debatable.
1: This is not um, even, this is some people, they know you, for a fact. Do,
3: you can do the test in the lab. You put more carbon in the water and the uh, pH changes. Pure and simple. Mm-hmm. And the challenge with ocean acidification is that as the oceans become more acidic, animals like coral, crabs, shellfish, oysters, clams, you name it, anything with a shell, builds that shell by taking carbon, calcium carbonate, out of the water mm-hmm. and accruing that and building their shell. As the oceans so are you
1: finding then acidic, that they're having a softer shell?
3: They are unable to – well, the, the challenge is, yes, that not yeah. only a softer yeah. shell, but in, in hyper-extreme acidic situations, they are unable to build their shells, period. There we go. And so yeah. the problem with that, imagine in oceans, oceans without shellfish, without, uh, without lobster, without the smaller crustaceans well, the that ecosystem. form the basis yeah. of food chain for whales, for all sorts of species of fish. Yeah. We, we face the wholesale collapse of ocean ecosystems without creatures being able to build shells.
1: See, all, uh, Philippi, on our show, we have usually in a time slot where you're at today, because well, this is health issues, but I have someone here on health issues for 40 minutes, and then I have some, somebody heading in the park system, wherever in the United States or wherever. Uh, and we've been learning that if you take uh, a, a, a small little tree in a forest and you dig it up and you move it over, uh, let's say even 50 feet, that changes something. And there's a system that it was it was put there. It's there for a reason, and it also begins to affect everything else around it. Indeed. So, and and I've gone there. I've done that with my studies with the human species. Same thing. The human species is so moving around and around. uh, I mean, we're so on the run, and the Earth is getting so much drier on the surface. We don't have enough moisture in the air as we once did because Mm -hmm. we don't have enough fresh water on the surface of the earth, that even humans are running into that. And what does that cause? It causes a stress on the ecosystem.
3: So in the oceans then,
1: the stress on its ecosystem then are having – do you think it's because it's not getting enough fresh water from the tributaries from all over the earth, from the rivers and the streams?
3: Well, I think that, that, that multiple factors, and that's certainly, you know, the, the pollution, uh, clean fresh water, I would say. I mean uh, clean. Is, you know, there's, yeah. there's not enough of that for sure. I think, you know, already one-fifth of the world's population lives without enough fresh water. I know. it. And to give you an idea of the length for these, these issues, you know, I mean, uh, when, we do, when we talk about climate change, when we talk about the pollution, etc., you know, 7%, the World Bank estimates that 7% of all urban deaths are a result of pollution.
1: Right.
3: Um, that's a chilling thought when you think that uh, it's, it's that's a lot. It's frightening. It's a crisis. It is a crisis. It is a crisis. And what you're and doing,
1: we're going to take a break if our sponsor come back, but we're going to find out what you and you found is the greatest education there is because this is what this show is all about and ongoing. Um, what do we do to reach out and get people taking a proactive self-empowerment to do something? Because this, this is concerning the earth's life, water. and and you're on a mission, but we're going to listen to our sponsor and be sure to tell us some of the things we haven't talked about that you don't want to forget today when we get back. And we'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back.
2: World Talk Radio, the number one source for informative talk on the World Wide Web. World Talk Radio, Studio A.
0: Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
1: I was wondering, what is it, uh, we were able to cover some of the important factors that you believe that education, we both agree, education, 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 um, Where is the, where would they go on the web to see what, what Earth, Earth Ecosystem International is doing?
3: Well, Earth Echo International, we have a website, it's uh, earthecho.org, and that's uh, echo as in voice echo, so E-A-R-T-H-E-C-H-O dot O-R-G. Has uh, has links to our information.
1: Okay, and uh, when they go there, they'll be understanding some of the focuses that you're making. You're uh, making uh, to to try to reach out some of the focus you're doing with education on where people can become part of you. Do you have any uh, g- a group uh, they can join? Something? Do you have a cl- Do you have an organization they can join?
3: Sure. We, uh, we don't run membership, but uh, okay. a great organization that does do membership, of which I'm on the board of directors, is the Ocean Conservancy. Okay. And um, that is, a, is another great organization. So I think between, uh, between Earth Echo and, and Ocean Conservancy, you can't go wrong.
1: Okay. Now, what are you doing with education with children? Um, do you have anything uh, with uh, children out there going on that with children came into the website that they could get involved?
3: Indeed, we uh, uh, we have some resources online. We're de- 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 currently developing, and we'll be launching several more. Uh, a great uh, a great resource is another organization that I'm involved in is the National Educa- Environmental Education Foundation NEF. NICE, um, is, is an organization that has great resources for specifically for schools and for students. Okay. Um, we are currently developing the uh, many many ocean related education resources to launch uh, in partnership or kind of at the same time in tandem with a series that I just finished hosting with Discovery Channel that will be out uh, late summer.
1: Okay, and it will focus on youth also.
3: Absolutely. All of our programs focus on youth uh, at Oris International. We, I'm uh, a
1: believer uh, that, you know, I go so far back, but who can you find more enthusiastic than youth? Uh, they they want to learn. Uh, they're connecting on the Internet today. They are finding a hobby of a social Communication of of wanting to get involved in what's going on, and there would be nothing more exciting than with your background and having the youth of America, the world, getting involved with the ecosystem, with Earth, like you are uh, trying to encourage everybody to want to be better educated. And I usually be well, better educated. Did you follow me? In other words, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us some things today that you think we should be better educated about. In other words, what's what's your focuses?
3: Well, you know, again, our primary message, I think the most basic message that a lot of people don't realize or don't appreciate is that the oceans are, I don't care where you live, critical to the health of this planet and to each of our lives every single day. They, they regulate our climate. Um, they really regulate the functioning of this planet in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And all of us, no matter where we live, have choices that we make every day. The average piece of food, I'll give you a great example, the average piece of food travels 1,200 miles before it reaches your dinner plate Mm -hmm. or lunch or wherever. Mm -hmm. And when you think about all the resources that are consumed to transport food that far, when you go to the supermarket and buy apples from New Zealand, as opposed to I saw it today. I was uh, at a supermarket this morning, and I saw one batch of apples from around Washington, Mm D.C., and one batch of apples from New Zealand. Mm -hmm. I think that, that we must be thinking as much as possible about the, the, the choices we make and the things that we buy. Buying local food is an outstanding choice to make as much as possible. Um, and, well, has and a massive Can I
1: say e- something reduction. real quickly there? We've had doctors on that have said, and they're proving without a doubt, and it makes sense because you really understand the ecosystem, that if you're living in Washington, D.C., and you've become acclimated acclimated to that location to live for your personal health and your environment. You try should try to to purchase the food that is not is not grown too far away or raised too far away. They've proven that without a doubt, Felipe.
3: Well, absolutely. Uh, it's it's healthier for your community as well. It's healthier for jobs in your community.
1: Yes, uh, it's that, for our that's an ecosystem too.
3: Absolutely, it's uh, buying local is 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 an outstanding way to make a positive difference. The same with su- seafood, um, finding you know, sustainable seafood and their, their tools and sources. The Monterey Bay Aquarium has a wonderful resource uh, guide for sustainable seafood, choices that people can, can print out off the Internet and, and now, bring what, around with them. What's the name them. of that again? The Monterey Bay Aquarium, have a, has, has a, a Monterey, California, has oh, Mon-
1: a I I was going to say Monterey, okay.
3: Monterey. Okay. And um, uh, this is the Seafood Watch Card is the name of the program, Seafood Watch. And it's, okay. uh, it's an outstanding uh, series of tools. You can also download it to an iPhone mm-hmm. or a palm phone okay. uh, um, as well as a tool and using new technology.
1: But you know and, the ecosystem, real quickly, uh, you know, uh, help me with this because you, you, this is a field of mm-hmm. yours. The ecosystem doesn't mean just the ocean, just whatever. It's the air you're breathing in. It's each individual's cool. personal choices of how to live their life. Along with what is going on with the species in the ocean, along with the redwood forest, it's the planet, it's the earth, it's the ecosystem. If everything that is connecting, um, it's almost like Tai Chi. I mean, you're you're connecting with the air you're living in. So it's very
3: Dallas, actually. Yes, it is very. uh, Thank uh, you. Very Dallas. It's 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 you're you're right on. You know, people oftentimes, especially in our society feel a certain dominance and preeminence over the environment and feel like we control it. I think we whenever a, a, <laughs> you know, a, a hurricane like Katrina comes along, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty quick reminder that, uh, that nature is, is a powerful force and that we are uh, part of the system, not masters of the system, as much as we like to, to fool ourselves.
1: Well, it's like uh, getting up in the morning and looking at, and looking outside, putting your feet on the floor, and looking outside, no different than the homeless, and you're looking around you, and how do I begin my day? You take a look at the climate. You take a look at your, what you've got to do that day. You think about the ecosystem of where you're at, the area you're living in, and how you're going to move around. And you've got to get your own rhythm. Um, you know, what I have found, and, and maybe we can even bring this up a little bit today, is we're going through an ecosystem called economic climate. And people are so negative, Why can't we look at the obstacles as a challenge to prime the positive, to go forward, like your grandfather did what he did, my grandfather did what he did, and our forefathers forever have done what they did, is you flow with the rhythm. You don't try to put your hands up in front, buy your way through number one, but learn what, what happens to your own personal empowerment for you personally and what you could do to add to the positive of the future of the ecosystem now back to the ocean Though uh the ocean has a tide tell us about the empowerment of of the tide coming in and the tide going out with the ecosystem of the earth can you do that
3: well i think you know the, i think the, 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 tide the magnetic is force to... of
1: the, the the wave comes in and the wave goes out what is that doing
3: well i think you know the the I think it helps remind us, certainly for me, that, you know, people look at the tide or talk about the tide as the, the breathing of the ocean. There we go. I think that, that it's to remind us that everything is a, is a living system. And living organism. And you know, that's what, what should, we should be reminded by when we see movement. You know, people look out at the ocean and see it as a stagnant, kind of empty space. And um, it's a great space full of life. It's
1: being and empowered lastly, by, by the whole universe. I'm sorry? It's empowered by the universe.
3: Well, it. it is you know I think and 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 we know so little about it too, and I think that's right. that's shocking for many people to realize that we've explored less than ten percent of our oceans. People always talk about star you know star war star Wars Star Trek is final right. Frontier, here going off to Mars. Uh, and, approach and, and, all and all these
1: satellite things, and then they're not taking the uh, enormous amount of money to put it into understanding the ocean
3: well and you know i, I will say that that we have certainly learned good things from this uh-huh. space program, but yeah. we spend. A thousand. The federal budget for space exploration is is just over a thousand times larger than the budget for ocean exploration yeah. and conservation. And I'm sorry, but well, it's nice to know if there was I ever said, water on Mars, yeah. but that is not critical to us surviving on yes. the planet.
1: it's something to be explored. Is our universe? But you and I said it at the beginning of the show: without water, there is no planet.
3: Exactly. And and we have much and to the continue attitude to learn here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the attitude is a crisis. And uh, now, uh, in the ocean, the reason I was going toward the magnetic of the tide is it's like uh, we as people with our own particular individual breathing. Uh, A lot of people think it's amusing, Philippi, when you say, well, breathe in through the nose and breathe out through the mouth. Well, the ocean is is doing the same thing. It breathes in and it breathes out because of that tide. It's, It's an organism of life on this earth and you can tell by looking at it what is going on with its own particular uh, needs on the climate and the ecosystem what's going on by the way the tide is coming in and coming out so frequently timed or how high it is or how level the water is and how far it must go to the distance of where it comes so to a distance and connects with other parts of the ecosystem of its shores. And that's why well, think, it's so important that people learn that yeah. fresh water must be protected and, uh, for purity and safe to make sure that the waters on the surface of the planet are not diminishing, that we are preserving them, that we are protecting those fresh waters for whatever rains come down, because when those uh, tributaries go to the, to the ocean, that's the only source... Of any filter, of any amount of purity of fresh water that's going into the ocean to keep the ocean giving its—it's it's almost like a filter system to it. It's almost like a hydration to it. So, well, the, you, go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. I mean,
3: if you look at the—if you look at the Earth as a, as a system, um, you know, the Earth is made up of, you know, roughly seventy percent of the planet is, is water, and seventy—you know—roughly seventy percent you know, of human body is water. So, mm-hmm. there's a—I don't wonder if there's a link there.
1: Right. Then you mentioned also something about, you know, I, one of our shows was this, uh, the company that has been doing the research, uh, the organization in Washington, D.C., on the medication that's been going into our waters through the toilets mm-hmm. and more. All that medication that's going into there that they had no idea that isn't dissolving.
3: Yes. Yeah, there's, uh, there's chilling studies being done about how... Um, Antibiotics and hormones, uh, birth control, etc. Oh,
1: all of the uh, things that they never thought about
3: it. are are in the water systems. Because you know the the the, the average city water has been recycled about seven times. Mm-hmm. That means it's already been through people and animals and the system seven times mm-hmm. before you drink it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's there's no more fresh water on this planet today than there was ever. In the history of, of the current history of the planet, since since um, the planet was in its current state, and uh, so I think people forget that too. We've got a finite supply of fresh water. Is, there there will never be more than there is now.
1: That's exactly um,
3: what that is. And as we destroy it and waste it and throw it out uh, and pollute it, um, we're destroying and wasting the the very substance, the critical substance. As I said. We can, live without we can live without food for a good five or six weeks before you that starve is. to death. Water, you've got three or four days, and it's not a good way to go either. And you already one-fifth, right on, as I said, one-fifth of this world's population lives without enough right water. you
1: right on. You know, and you years think, and years ago, I was, it started my environmental research to issues, and I got connected into the water. And, and uh, it's without a doubt, it's also proven that you, we are living with over 10 million cells in our bodies. And uh, those each cell have to have a little bit of water in there. And if you get a toxin in there, then all of a sudden the cell, it has to pull on the next cell. And then all of a sudden if there's another toxin, that if you're not drinking enough water and you're not priming that pump of your own body and drinking 8 to 10 glasses of water a day, and then we wonder where we're getting stress, allergies, and the problems. Because the air is dry. It's drier than it's ever been in history, and the body, the skin needs to absorb moisture from the air. That moisture we don't see. That's why a lot of times, Flippy, have you ever noticed when you're inland that you feel a little more stress, pressure? But if you go toward the ocean, where there's moisture in the air, for some reason you're wondering, you're you're thinking it's the ocean, just a therapy of the tide. But it's the moisture that's in the air that's offering this uh, planet to have that moisture coming in the air. Uh, to be able to give us, as humans also, moisture to feed on, for the skin to be lubricated and the skin to detoxify. Well, we are almost out of time. Is there something you'd like to leave us with?
3: Just that message that I think all of us, and I think it's an empowering one, all of us have the opportunity to make a positive difference in our lives and, and that we should be thinking about that in, in all the choices we make from what we buy to who we vote for. Um, to what we do in our communities and uh, taking that into consideration and caring for the oceans and water. uh, As my grandfather and father called it, we live on a water planet, and uh, that is certainly the truth, and it's up to all of us. You probably
1: didn't think I uh, was corny having a show called The Power of Water. (laughs) 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 I'm a a very nerdy person. I have been around this climate around the world, and I'm the one who always walks in another doesn't want to talk about anything but water and started a company doing that. Uh, and um, it's kind of fun to be uh, uh, with someone who says just that. Without water, there is no life. Without water, there's no health. Mm -hmm. And with the chemistry that's being used for, for health and for medication, well, if you don't have water before plenty of water, it's going to cause a lot of allergic reactions even if you took a vitamin pill if you didn't drink enough water because the body is requiring in this earth water. Well, thank you. And we'll have people come to the web looking, and I really, especially children. I'm uh, one of those. I'm the founder of Save a Child's Life Foundation, recognizing melanoma and time in kids because I believe that the earth is getting drier. And there hasn't been enough education about the skin of the earth called human skin. But uh, water is very important for that but I believe children are the best sources of education there is. I, they get excited, and more than ever in history, they want to get involved. So I think we're going to post something to try to get it, the kids out there looking for you, uh, what you're trying to do, Felipe. Well, thank you very, very much. Your family are very dedicated. And, oh, before we go, uh, now to raise your funds, do you have any source of funds that you raise to do uh, what you do?
3: We do. Um, we are, you know, we're always, uh, we're a nonprofit organization. Okay. We're always uh, looking for people to support what we do and, and get engaged. Thank you. Um, there's always information on our website about how we are empowering the next generation of leaders in our education programs uh, through we'll media. and us that Internet website
1: and, and address tools. one more time, and um, then we'll let you go. It is, is
3: www.earthecho.org.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much.
3: Thank you. And it was keep a up that um, what you do.
1: That keeps that mission going. Same to you. You have Same a nice day and I really appreciated you joining us today. It was a very special time for me.
3: That was delightful. Thank, thank you very much. You. Bye. Okay. Bye bye.
1: Isn't it fun to have people on the show that agree that water is the source of life? That it may seem so simple. Why aren't we thinking about it for all the hundreds of years? But we get so caught up and what's happening in our world every day, and we forget about the most important things in our life. And what that means is you are made up of 10 10 trillion cells. I said million before. Trillion cells. You need to be thinking about drinking an abundant amount of water if you're under pressure and stress and feel pressured and tired. You haven't drank enough water. The word dehydration doesn't mean that you've gone over 98 it started the day you were born. Your ecosystem is part of the ecosystem of the earth. Water is primary source. And as Felipe Gusto said today and his family have said, their mission is in the water, the ocean, and the waters of our planet. Um, why don't we take more serious about the water than going off to the moon? I don't know. And I tell you, sometimes I get very irritated at the lack of common sense, of where people want to put their um, money, let's just say their investments, I think it's time we start putting it in the water, because without the water, these symptoms will be out of control. We're going to listen to our sponsor, and we're going to be back with Art Bernstein and and discuss uh, the source of the Mississippi River, which is a very large body of water. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature Chairs iMist, and we'll be right back.
2: World Talk Radio, the number one source for informative talk on the World Wide Web. World Talk Radio, Studio A.
0: Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
1: Art, are you with
2: us? I'm with you. Hello?
1: Hello, Art. How are you today? I'm good. Good. i the. really excited sure. about the... Um, Topic today: the True Head Lake. But how did you pronounce that? Uh, Itasca? Lake Itasca. Itasca.
2: Yeah, it's in uh, northwestern Minnesota.
1: And it's at the source of the, it's the headwater source it's of the Mississippi. The
2: source of the Mississippi River. Yeah,
1: I always like those topics to hear about the head headwaters.
2: Yeah. Um, it was named by uh, there, was a, there was a fellow in the 1800s named Henry Schoolcraft who was a famous Indian agent. And he's the guy that told uh, the poet Longfellow about Hiawatha. Mm-hmm. And he discovered and named the lake. And I guess he spoke Latin. And he, in Latin he called it the true head or the true source, which is Veritas Caput. So the Itasca comes from the middle of Veritas Caput. Okay. Ver Caput.
1: Mm-hmm. How long ago was that?
2: Uh,
1: 1840s. Have mm-hmm. you noticed when you've been studying there in our country, in the United States of America, when they started taking those uh, serious? Um, like to, to what you're saying there, the true head lake. Yeah. That means the head water. Right. Um, of the source of what must be protected for the rest of the, because your head water is the most important Source to protect, and if you don't, yeah, protect the
2: headwaters also the headwaters of the Missouri, which is up okay, uh, okay. on the Idaho border by okay. Montana.
1: You know, I was just talking to Felipe Coste, and I was saying, you know, it's we were both agreed that people don't take water serious, and it's when I started to do this thirty years ago and studies, and I decided to take it very serious for the health reasons uh, that this Earth will not be here. that uh, without fresh water being protected, that is the prime pump to the ocean. And I think that's been overlooked. And you know, Art, they've been spending more money going to the moon than taking care of our Earth.
2: Well, northern Minnesota, the water source is just spectacular, and the people care very much about it. Um, Now,
1: in Minnesota, they have the influence of the Mississippi River and the Missouri River.
2: They also have 10,000 lakes.
1: 10,000 lakes.
2: And this uh, Lake Itasca is right smack in the middle of it. it's lakes everywhere. Every couple of miles is lakes. Some of them so big you can't see across them,
1: mm-hmm.
2: like Leech Lake and Red Lake.
1: Well, tell us about the uh, source of the Mississippi then, uh, because that's an enormous body of yeah. fresh water.
2: Well, first of all, you have to understand that this is an area of, uh, where the glaciers receded uh, 10,000 years ago and left all these little potholes, and some of them great big potholes. And now, when you say a pothole, what's that? Mel- melting chunks of ice that okay. sort of made a depression in the ground. Um, there's thousands and thousands of them, and, now,
1: the, is that, and is they're all interconnected?
2: interconnected by creeks.
1: Okay, so that, that is water, though. When right, you say there's right. a pothole, so there's water. So finding
2: among all these thousands of lakes, the uppermost source it was just a monstrous task. And they mm-hmm. they, they would the name a lake, the headwaters of the Mississippi, and then they would find another lake that was further upstream and another and another. And then finally they decided that it was Lake Atasca, and they created the second state park in the United States in 1891. The first state park being uh, Niagara Falls.
1: Oh, okay, I uh, thank you for mentioning that because Niagara Falls was the first state part that they took serious that they wanted people to understand right. the value of that, and then the second one here in Atasca
2: Lake Atasca was Lake second. Itasca. But here, let me read you this. This is okay. This just fascinated me because I I did some playing around, on how hard it was to figure out what the source of the Mississippi was. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of lakes, uh, so. You have Lake Atasca, which is about a one and a half square miles or a thousand acres. It's L-shaped, and at the lower end of Lake Atasca, actually the northern end of Lake Atasca, a creek flows out of it, and that's considered the source of the Mississippi. And it's about four feet wide. Now,
1: now I'm going to back and up. Or, originally,
2: it was a swamp, and you know when they built the state park, they uh, they. Put some gravel in, so you could see the water. Let's
1: back up out. for a second, because I want the listener to understand. We're talking in the United States of America, over in the um, area of Minnesota, a state right. in uh, Minnesota, and we're talking about the headwaters of the Mississippi, and you, which is an enormous body of water and very long. Uh, How long? Thousand three hundred miles. Three hundred miles. So you're talking that the original source of the Mississippi is like a little stream.
2: Yeah, it's four feet wide. You can step across it.
1: Have you it's
2: been like, there? This is
3: so interesting. As
1: I know it goes so
2: uh, from Lake Itasca. It flows for about 10 miles into and out of something called Lake Irving, and then Lake Bemidji, which is where Bemidji is, which is a huge lake, mm-hmm. and then Wolf Lake, and then Lake Andrusia, and then Cass Lake, which is one of the big lakes that you can't see across. Mm-hmm. And they originally thought Cass Lake was the source of the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And then from there, the, the creek connects it to Lake Winnebagoches, which is another giant lake that you can't see across, mm-hmm. then Little Lake Winnebagoches, then something called uh, Ball Club Lake, then Blackwater Lake, and in Grand Rapids, Minnesota, about 100 miles away, it becomes a real river in the Mississippi, as we know. So,
1: it. And let me follow you. So you're describing almost like a chain link yeah. of lakes. Yeah. They're all linking to each other like a chain links to the next chain. Right. Links.
2: Well, plus, you know, you add a thousand other lakes also with little links going. Can forward. you
1: imagine? Following
2: this maze back to the source. Well,
1: what, what I'm thinking of with what I have studied around the world, can you imagine the aquifers below there?
2: Oh, my God, yeah, yeah. it's a gorgeous country. Now,
1: I'm going to go follow follow me a little bit, and if we can't answer today, we'll come back and do another one. But can you imagine the aquifer influence that's coming from Canada? This has to be an influence coming that far up.
2: Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's not too far from... uh, And then you might even go up into the Antarctic. There could be
1: an enormous uh, reaction uh, there of, of... of a chain link also of aquifers that are chain linking to make that all possible that's possibly there. Yeah, yeah. True. Yeah.
2: yeah it's just,
1: it's just, it's See, people don't realize... very
2: productive. Our, it also produces a lot of ducks. But,
1: you know, yeah, uh, people don't realize what aquifers mean. Uh, they're not... It's below the surface of the water. earth. There's these... Uh, just picture yourself like a cave. And you go into a cave, there's no water. But aquifers are... All these caves within the surface, underneath the surface of the earth, with water, and the waters begin to influence other waters through underneath the earth to influence the fresh water of the earth.
2: Yeah, my favorite one I read about a couple years ago over by Toronto. There's a underground river that flows into Lake Ontario. And they believe that the water starts up in the Laurentide Mountains, which is about 500 miles to the north. Mm-hmm. And they figure that it takes about a million years for the water to flow from the Laurentide Mountains um, to Lake Ontario. and it, like. it flows like an inch and a half a year. Mm-hmm. And this is all stored water, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Aquifers. Yeah, and... Uh, like really well that 's really. why
1: people should it 's like what we were talking with Philippe Cousteau, that what you do on the surface of the earth and how you react to the surface of the earth, how you live on the surface of the earth with the with the fertilizers and all the medications are going down the toilet and the, and all that you 're taking is going down the toilet into the into the soils into the aquifers through the streams it 's an ecosystem are, you have an enormous background in anthropology. What would be the definition for people around the world, even though they know the definition, but let's remind them of the definition of ecosystem?
2: Somebody hung up on the sharing.
1: Art. Oh, you are there? Okay. I'm here. <laughs> Could you give us the definition of an ecosystem for even people who are familiar? We take so much for granted, Certain because we've been around, we've heard it all, we're listening to it all, but what's the definition before we go today on the word ecosystem?
2: It's uh, just, just the the interactions of all the uh, organisms that that live in proximity to, to each other and depend on each other. Um,
1: it could be the rock or, or well, destroyer.
2: between well, there's two ways. There's organisms and their environment and their physical environment, and there's organisms to other organisms. In One other words, all ecoing,
1: uh, It's a system together on the planet. Right, right. It, it, it's you and how you want to live. It's how you affect other people. It's how uh, human life affects this earth. Yeah. Well, oh,
2: yeah. Darn it.
1: We've got to go. We're going to have to do this again.
2: Um, how you affect other organisms and then exactly. how
1: Let's, I'd like to do a show with you, Art, on this eco. I think that will help people like the Gusto family and many people that are trying to and, and, and educate the environment. I, I think they'll understand it better if we come out with further education on more about that ecosystem. Then they know when they put their feet on the ground every yeah. day, the responsibility. But we do all agree, water is the life of earth, and without Absolutely. it you cannot live or you will suffer with symptoms.
2: Tom Asset is a good one to ask about ecosystem.
1: We will. Let's do that with uh, him, yes. Well, thank you today. I enjoyed this. Great. We'll do it again. You too. Thank you. You have a nice day. (laughs) Bye. Well, Earth has a secret. I've said it every time I've had the show. Because you're learning more, and you need to get down to the common sense and the basics of what the source of this life is all about. And listen to those people who have given their lives and missions to it. They are telling you the truth without having to make a bucket, everything they do. I'm telling you, the dollar bill is almost destroying things because you've got to, take, you've got to make some, put some common sense to things. Embrace your life every special moment. Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye because you'll leave your own personal footprint. Have a nice day, and thank you for listening.